Broadcasting to Ottawa Senator fans around the world. Around the world. It's the Sins Nation Podcast. And now, here's Steve Warren. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Sens Nation podcast. A little different, I guess. This is usually a weekly show, but I thought I'd try something different and see what the response might be like, and that's doing a game report. So this is Sens in Review, episode one. Uh, game number 12 for the club, and the Sens fell 2-1 to Montreal today at the Canadian Tire Centre. Your three stars, by the way, Jeff Petrie, Josh Anderson, and Matt Murray. And let's start with Matt Murray. Another strong performance. Looked very good in Montreal. Looked very good again this afternoon. And, uh, I mean, tell me it doesn't make a huge difference back there for, well, for any team, let alone a club that's, you know, mix and match, young and old, or just guys who are brand new to the team. So it's still trying to find its way. You can't have weak goals for a team like that. And today Murray played well again, as I said, um, especially in the first period. Habs outshot Ottawa badly. He had no chance on either goal. And looking at those, the first one came after a terrible interference call on Eric Brandstrom. Habs make it one nothing. Jeff Petrie, who might have been called for closing his hand on the puck, he's back at the point there and hauled in a clearing attempt like it was a high throw to first base. Catches it, squeezes it, gently sets it down, and then absolutely tees off on it. And the shot goes in off Nikita Zaitsev. No chance for Murray on that one. And I'm, I'm, I swear to God, the Sens must lead the NHL in deflected goals against. It's uncanny. Then the third period, Josh Anderson buries a second rebound. In my book, if you stop the first shot and the rebound, you've done your job as a goalie. It looked like both, I think it was Zub and Stutzla, they both went just flying after the initial rebound. Had one of them stayed back, like in a perfect world, one of those guys would have picked up Anderson the trailer, and uh, nothing would have happened there. But uh, can't blame Murray on either goal, and uh, certainly full marks to be a game star. I should talk about Ottawa's goal. Colin White, his second of the year, coming from Josh Norris and Derek Stepan. Stepan with a nice feed and uh, finds Colin White in front who just sort of redirects it, and somehow it got past Jake Allen. Um, Stepan, by the way, I thought that was interesting that he was wearing number 21 for the first time. So if Logan Brown ever plays in the NHL, he will wear, I guess, number 27 they've agreed upon. But a nice play there by Stepan. Norris, like I say, also drew an assist. He's now third in NHL rookie scoring with seven points, one ahead of Tim Stutzla right now. And speaking of Stutzla, and we got a lot of feedback on this on our uh, tweets and emails that people have sent in after the game. Uh, other teams continue to be really physical with this guy. You can go back to that first game against Toronto, or maybe the second game, can't recall. Uh, Jake Muzzin, you know, total interference, cross-check, and uh, knocking Stutzla down that night, and he missed a couple of games after that. There are Obviously, people know what this guy's about, skill player. you got to be aware of him. Lots of welcome to the NHL moments happening right now. But particularly in this game, um, certainly you can sometimes say, well, th- there's payback happening for other battles that are happening in the game, battles that have nothing to do with Stutzla and the other teams just going, okay, if you're going to do that, we're coming for Stutzla. How about that? But I think in this case, Montreal just wasn't going to let Stutzla beat them again because his three-point night was the difference in Montreal on Thursday. Looking at the stat sheet now, uh, for the second straight game, 
Sens go 57% in the face-off circle against the Habs. That's two in a row, 57%. So that is a very positive sign. All right, so looking at the Sens' power play, that might have been the difference in this game. Matt Murray was very good. Jake Allen was very good. But the Sens' power play was not dangerous at times, but not great. They went one for six on the power play. And, and you know what? They saved their worst for last. About four minutes left in the third period. They're down 2-1. And you know, this is like, this is it. You know, it's maybe your last chance to tie. And they had a really bad power play. Never got going. Um, mistakes all over the place, including Brady Kachuk with a totally blind pass to the slot area. It's picked off. Puck gets cleared. And then shortly after, Thomas Shabbat takes a holding penalty. So... Uh, half half that power play was gone, and uh, so were their chances. They really didn't really threaten after that. And uh, other things on the stat sheet to look at, giveaways. Just like with the Super Bowl tomorrow, if someone steals the scoreboard and you want to know who won the game, just look at giveaways, because that'll usually also tell you the result of a game, particularly if they're one-sided. And today, well, it was one-sided. The Sens gave the puck away 18 times to Montreal's eight. Same story on block shots. Montreal blocked 18. The Sens had just nine. On the shot clock, shot count, I should say, the Sens outshot Montreal 35-32. And that was a pretty nice rally after Ottawa was outshot 19-8 in the first alone. So from there, Ottawa in the second outshot Montreal 13-7 and then 14-6 in the third. They had their moments as well. Tons of chances. A couple of attempts rang off the, the post or crossbar in the second one was a deflection by Brady Kachuk and another on a shot by Nikita Zaitsev. And uh, and and back to Jake Allen. And I honestly thought Jake Allen deserved a game star. One other note, uh, Eric Goodbranson might find himself in legal hot water with the NHL Department of Player Safety. This is interesting back and forth going on in social media. Some people say, I don't know how much cleaner that could be. Others are saying that uh, he targeted the head. Uh, so resetting what happened, Good Branson just clobbers Jake Evans in the neutral zone. Evans has the puck, he's heading north, and Good Branson steps up and uh well he's got he seemed to be everything seemed clean. Elbow in, you know, he's not launching himself or anything like that. Shoulder, it's all shoulder, nothing else, no elbow, and uh it just went badly. I'm I'm really not sure what the NHL is gonna do with it because yes, contact was made with the head. Um, Jake Evans left the game. He was on the bench for a while, kind of rubbing his jaw, but eventually left. The issue is his body angle is wide open. He's facing north, and his body angle is wide open. And so good Branson, he comes rolling up, and he's trying to go shoulder, but the state of, you know, the state of the situation is he's six inches taller than Evans. So I don't think there's any malice there or any attempt to injure, um, but I don't know what he's supposed to do. But it's 2021, and I know I know things have changed. The onus has to be on Good Branson. He knows how tall he is. The onus has to be on him to not make head contact. And so I think he gets a game for that. Let's hear from the coach, DJ Smith, about what he thought of today's game. I thought five on five, we were very good. They came out with a with a heavy, heavy push at the start, which we knew. Um, we held it. We got out of the first one one. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we lost a special teams battle. But five on five, I thought we played really hard. Um, you know, we tracked, we worked. Uh, there, there's nothing to be faulted for that effort there tonight. As far as power play is concerned, you get the, the, the first one early, and then um, 
goose eggs the rest of the way, but um, certainly there were chances. Was there opportunities to just kind of shift momentum a little bit on the power play? Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, we had lots of chances in the second period on the power play. Give uh, Allen a lot of credit. He made a lot of saves. Um, you know, our power play there in the third, you know, we've, we've got to, just got to be sharper. Um, you know, when you, and that's part of, uh, you know, being a good team is uh, when you get an opportunity like that, that's when your power play has to perform. And, you know, I'd give them credit. Uh, you know, they did a good job killing penalties and blocking shots. But uh, uh, I loved our effort tonight. It's just unfortunate we didn't get a point. You enjoying the play of uh, Brandstrom and Colin White and young players that uh, are getting that chance now to get more touches? Absolutely. I, I, to a guy, I really don't know. You know, I'd have to rewatch the tape, but to a guy, I, I don't know who didn't play hard tonight. And, uh, you know, I thought as a team, we're, we're coming around. Uh, we're starting to limit some chances. I thought Murray was good when he had to be good and just unfortunate on a, um, you know, a, a set breakout that goes off the backboards and a, kind of a fluky thing. And, and they get it or, or we're still playing in overtime right now. Chris Garriott, Post Media. Hey, JJ, just a couple of things here. Um, do you feel like you guys are skating better and creating more? For sure we are. I, I, I think maybe not as if we didn't even myself realize, um, you know, we skated 10 times um, prior to playing without an exhibition game. And, and maybe being off that 10, 11 months was a lot more than even I thought um, you know, it would take us to get going, but you can see, you know, there were some guys that maybe weren't great in camp that are really starting to come now, and and uh, and we are looking faster, and that's you know one of the worries is early on we didn't, you know, we looked like we were playing really slow, and we probably were, um, but we're playing a lot faster now, and and we look more confident. The other thing I wanted to ask you about what what sort of I don't know, change is the right word, but what have you seen in Matt Murray in the last hundred and twenty minutes? Just doing his job, and. Uh, you know what, like I said before, I think he came here and, and, and felt the pressure of having to do everything himself um, when he just has to do his job. And then the guys in front of him have to do their job. And when everyone does their own job, uh, it's amazing what you can accomplish. And I think we're starting to do that. Just take care of your own little area and we'll get better as a team. Ian Mendez, The Athletic. Just uh, one question for you, DJ. Uh, specifically, what have you seen in Colin White's game, maybe to, like now, versus what we saw the first couple games of the season? Well, he's just so much more confident, and, and I mean, um, you know, he's a guy that didn't play since March of last year, and then you know, uh, you know, had to come here quarantine for 14 days, and then skate 10 days, and then go in there. So his touches, everything. An offensive player, a guy that likes to carry pucks, doesn't get a lot of touches. Um, you know, he came back in way better shape, but he just didn't have that touch. Now it looks like he's got confidence. He's he's carrying it through the neutral zone. He's tracking, arguably one of our hardest workers every night. And and uh, I just love the way he's playing right now. Callum Frazier, NHL.com. Hi, DJ. I got a question about uh, Tim Stutzla. Um, is it becoming a bit more apparent that he's a targeted player out there for redrawing penalties tonight. How do you think he's handling a bit more of the spotlight as the season goes on? Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, when a, when a player's that dangerous, I mean, you have to be – you're crazy if you're on the other team and you're not aware of when he's out there. Um, you know, I, I think the penalties he drew tonight, they're all high stickings. I mean, they're easy ones to call. A stick hit him in the face. So, uh, But when you're that fast, that happens. And uh, he handles it fine. I'm, You know, he's been a star player his entire life, so – I mean, it's on a different scale here for sure, but I think our guys are helping him with it. He lives with Brady, and those guys are helping him, um, you know, and I see them growing as a group, and it's nice to see. Final one is Matt Tipton, or senators.com. 
Hey, DJ, just uh, tonight you guys were, when every player was over 50%, just, are you seeing some improvements there? 100%. I, I, I think we're starting to know what we are as a team and, and in order to stay in games exactly what we have to do. And, and when we said on the road we were a fragile team, we were. And, and when you're a fragile team, you don't play. You hesitate. And um, just that win in Montreal just allowed us to almost take the shackles off and, and just to go out there and play. And, and when you play confident, you get opportunities. I mean, I, I don't know what the final chances look like tonight. I'll have to relook at it. But I thought we stayed with them wire to wire. All right, quick recap. He liked the five-on-five play, didn't like the power play, gave credit to Jake Allen, loved the effort, liked the kids' play. Everyone played hard, thought they all played hard. Feels like they're coming around, played faster, more confident. Thinks the 10 months off may have been more of an issue than he thought. Colin White playing more confidently. Tim Stutzler, yeah, kind of targeted. And uh, they were a fragile team, but uh, that's starting to fade now. You know what? As a side note, I really dislike the word fragile. If I'm if I'm coaching or if I'm a player, the last thing I want to hear is one of the guys in my group using the word fragile. Talk about a presentation of weakness. I hate that word, just as an aside. So there's DJ Smith on what he thought of uh, today's performance. Um, some of the feedback, I put it out there on Twitter, at TSN Steve. Some questions that you might have about the game, some reaction to it. Let's begin today with John Lebowski. He says... The Sens are a different team with Artem Zub and Eric Brandstrom back there and Murray making the saves he needs to. But they got to bury the chances and toughen up a bit. The last two games, though, have been great. So that seems to be the tone of the replies I'm getting here this afternoon. Dave Langlois writes, they look better than ever. The lineup is taking shape, more structure. Rob B, Ottawa played really well, just didn't get the puck luck. Mikey M, great game. The obvious factor was... The power play has to capitalize. They got one on the first and had more than enough opportunity to get another one. Overall, great game. Montreal was just a little better. No complaints. And I'd agree, numbers don't lie. One out of six, that's just not good enough. And it doesn't tell the whole story, though, because the Sens had some great chances and some of the power plays were buzzing and uh, leaving aside that really disappointing one at the end of the game that I mentioned earlier. Um, Yeah, it, it did some things. Loved Eric Brandstrom on that second unit up top on the 1-3-1 power play setup. I mean, he just just looks like he's right in his kitchen there. I would like to see some more impact from that bumper roll. The guy in the middle in the slot area, it's usually Josh Norris, certainly is on the first unit. And uh, the Sens just need more puck movement. Got to get defenders moving, getting out of position, and then get that player, the bumper player, more involved and open once in a while just as a sideline of the power play. Uh, other positive replies from Costa Spilios. Sens looked in the mirror the last couple of games and dug deep for some pride and self-respect. Hopefully a turnaround and a positive sign going forward. Rene Lassard writes, I'm a Hab fan, but I thought the Sens played even better at this one than in the last. Jake Allen, though, was sharp. Jonathan Gray says, I'm glad Goodbranson labeled Evans. They were targeting Jimmy Stew all game long. A few people feel that way. Big Cajun man. What's with the mauling of Stutzla? I, I get you want to welcome him to the league, but you don't have to give him the full Hound Dog Kelly welcome. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I get that. Like I, like I talked about earlier, it's a case of he's a rookie. He had just come off a game where he was the guy that beat them. And the Sens got three goals and Stutzla was in on all of them. So they said, well, 
easy solution here. Take that guy out of the game. And for the most part, they did. Um, but I mean, when you talk about um, suspensions, potentially for good Branson, let's talk about Josh Anderson. He, I mean, he could have ripped up Tim Stutzla's knee. Uh, I don't think he was aiming to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, Stutzla's breaking out in his own end and Anderson's looking to just freight train him. Stutzla steps out of the way and they go knee on knee. Again, I don't think there was intent there, uh, but there was, you know, there's a, um, a high sticking coal where Stutzla is down in a heap. And right at the end of the game was the, probably the worst of the bunch. I think it was Sherratt, if I'm not mistaken. Basically cross-checked Stutzla in the back of the head. I mean, to me, there's more intent on that than there was with Good Branson making contact with the head. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Others from Eagle Creek 99, they got better with youth. Don't stop now. Brown and Formanton, get them in there. Is there anybody who disagrees with that? Is there any fan that says, you know what, Brown and Formington, I think the best place for them right now is where they are, and that's not playing hockey games for the foreseeable future and skating, having practices at Sensplex. That's the best place for them. Those are the two that I think everybody wants to see here, and I think they'll be up before long. Uh, Honeycutt writes, should the Sens have done more to combat the abuse Timmy took? That's an interesting one. It's not the 1970s anymore, but I do like to see guys take up for each other. And we certainly saw it when Thomas Shabbat got hit really hard on Thursday night by Alexander Romanov. Nick Paul came over and uh, tried to take Romanov's head off. Um, They tried to get in a fight anyway. Looked like a third man in came in to keep keep Nick Paul from doing anything. But uh, yeah, I'm a little surprised that there wasn't a little pushback on any of those plays. In uh, two of the three cases that we just talked about, there were penalties. And so I think the idea is, okay, a penalty is called. We don't want to muck up the power play. And uh, yeah, but after a while, you do have to sort of look after the kid. He's not a very, he doesn't look like he's the most physically robust guy out there, but obviously a special player, the meal ticket. And uh, he's just going to get better and better each night. So I never mind. You know, the occasional fighting major to just tune another team up, particularly if you're early in a series. You know, some of these two- and three-game series, you really want to kind of set the tone. And finally, Jody Walsh writes, as Rocky of movie fame said, you ain't so tough. The boys played great. This is the team I expected this year. Keep it up, boys. And that's a good place to call it quits. That will do it for Sens in review for game number 12. The Sens fall today to a record of 2-9-1. The Edmonton Oilers are here on Monday night. And you know what? If the Oilers are expecting the same Senators that they got out West, I think they're in for a rude awakening. But we look forward to that. In the meantime, final score, Ottawa Falls 2-1 to Montreal. And don't forget, if you like the show, please subscribe and share it with other Sens fans out there. Check out our website. It's SensNationHockey.com. we got memberships as well. Thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you next time.